0: Today's scripture comes from Micah 5, 2 through 5, and Luke one39 through 56. Micah 5, 2 through 5. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me, me, one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be our peace. Luke 1, 39-56. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill, of, hill country of Judea, where she entered Zachariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. My soul glorifies the Lord. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home.
1: So we're going to do something a little bit different this morning, which I think can be very beneficial, but just to let you know that, we won't be, we'll be doing something a little bit more collective. Um, so take a deep breath. That's already starting to worry you. <laughs> um, we'll be doing these two readings. We'll be looking at Micah, who is a contemporary prophet of Isaiah. We've been in the servant songs. Um, so we've been in Isaiah, and Micah is a contemporary. Um, he speaks, as you just heard from Amanda,' reading that passage. Uh, Micah speaks about the coming of Jesus. The coming of a ruler who's going to be caring and bring safety and security. And then the end of that first passage of Micah that we read, he says that Jesus would be our peace, or that Jesus brings peace. And so we're going to look at that passage together today, and then we're going to look at the passage that followed from um, Luke's Gospel in chapter 1 that talks about Mary and Elizabeth these two lovely women who are a huge part of the gospel narrative. And as Micah is talking about this one coming, he talks about this one coming to Bethlehem of Ratha, then he says it's not like a big monumental clan in the family of Judah. They knew that this ruler, this caring person would come from the clan of Judah, but the clan, the clan that was chosen one that was the one that was most insignificant. And in remembering the story of Mary and Elizabeth, again, like Elizabeth is in her old age and she bears one that makes ready the way of Jesus, John the Baptist. And then Mary, who is in her adolescence, she is the one who bears Jesus. And we know where, in a manger like a feeding trough for animals. Not with neither of them, with tons of wealth. And so Jesus again arrives in this little tribe, this clan, that is seemingly insignificant, and then arrives in a location with people who are seemingly insignificant and unexpected. And it's into that place that Jesus brings peace. And we've been lighting our candles, Advent candles, every and they each represent different things that are true of Jesus' coming, like joy and hope and faith. And today's candle for the Advent wreath represents peace. So perfect. And we'll light that later. But today my hope is that, that together, collectively, we would be able to taste a little bit of that peace in our own lives, as we go through these passages together and as we look at them together, that there would be, through the Spirit's kindness, a realness of Jesus' peace, maybe in an unexpected way, right? It's unexpected that Johnny wouldn't be here today. And the thing that we do together may be unexpected, not what you thought you were coming for. But I think it's into those places that sometimes Jesus can speak deeply And so my hope is that today that's your experience, is an experience of peace. And so I'm going to do the readings again. And what I want to do, it's going to do something similar to Lectio Divina, which is a kind of reading where we listen deeply just to the words that we hear. And so as you listen, as I read these two passages, I just want you to take notice. Just notice the things that stand out to you. Um. Just be like, oh, that word stood out to me, or huh, that resonates with me. So that's what we'll do for the first reading, and I just want you to take notice of what stands out. So just take a deep breath with me. Just become aware of your breathing. Just ask God's Spirit to fill your heart and guide your listening. As for you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are the least significant of Judah's forces, one is to be a ruler in Israel on my behalf will come out from you. His origin is from remote times, from ancient days. Therefore, he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor gives birth. The rest of his kin will return to the people of Israel he will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God and they will dwell secure because he will surely become great throughout the earth. He will become one of peace or he will be their peace. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary, God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in our old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. The woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With With a loud voice, she blurted out, God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have the honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone, from one generation to the next. Who honors him as God? He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclination. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months and then returned to her home. In a minute, I'm going to read those words again. And instead of just noticing, I'm going to ask you to reflect on what it was that you maybe stood out to you the first time. Maybe there's additional thoughts or feelings that come. And then I'm going to ask some questions, three questions that you'll have as a group that I want you to answer in little huddles of three, two or three or four. And then the last question will be a question that we'll do, which is self-reflective. And again, I told you it was going to be a little different. You maybe thought you were coming in today and you didn't think you were going to have a chit-chat with anyone, but surprise, you're going to have a little chit-chat with each other. So what I'd like you to do is get into a huddle of two or like three, maybe three to four people. So you can move about now and get into a little huddle. And if you're new today or you're visiting and you don't want to talk or you've been here a while and you don't want to talk, in these groups there's no obligation to talk. You can listen. Um, So just be comfortable with one another. And if you don't want to be close, there's some masks in the back. If you fancy putting a mask on, um, you're welcome to do that too. So please... Um, Move, (laughs) move. How about you four? Do you want to be a little group? I'm going to do some directing here. Um, Does everyone have a little huddle? You have a huddle, you have a huddle, great. Do you have a huddle? You're together? Yeah. Okay, good. you good? Okay. Oh, look at you all. I feel so glad about it. Um, you found your huddles. And again, be comfortable. If you don't want to say anything, you don't have to. Um, and don't put pressure on each other. If one of you finds that you have a lot to say, you might restrain yourself and say less. Um, so let's try and keep some balance in the room and honor and respect one another. going to read it one more time, the the readings that I said, and like I suggested this time, last time you just took notice, and now I want you to be a bit more reflective, what kinds of thoughts might come up as you listen to these passages. Micah 5. As for you, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, though you are the least significant of Judah's forces, One who is to be a ruler in Israel on my behalf will come out of you. His origin is from remote times, from ancient days. Therefore he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor gives birth. The rest of his kin will return to the people of Israel. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord. In the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, they will dwell secure because he will surely become great throughout the earth. He will become one of peace. Luke chapter 1. When Elizabeth was six months pregnant, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a city in Galilee, to a virgin who was engaged to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. When the angel came to her, he said, Rejoice, favored one, the Lord is with you. She was confused by these words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. The angel said, Don't be afraid, Mary, God is honoring you. Look, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of David, his father. He will rule over Jacob's house forever, and there will be no end to his kingdom. Then Mary said to the angel, How will this happen, since I haven't had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come over you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the one who is to be born will be holy. He will be called God's son. Look, even in her old age, your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son. This woman who was labeled unable to conceive is now six months pregnant. Nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be with me just as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary got up and hurried to a city in the Judean highlands. She entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. With a loud voice, she blurted out, "'God has blessed you above all women, and he has blessed the child you carry. Why do I have this honor that the mother of my Lord should come to me?' As soon as I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy." Happy is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill the promise he made to her. Mary said, With all my heart I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on everyone will consider me highly favored, because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone, from one generation to the next. Who honors him as God? He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclination. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty handed He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy. Just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary stayed with Elizabeth about 3 months and then returned to her home. So the first question I want you to just chat with each other about is this. What are some ways that these passages indicate that God's saving power is manifested in small, unlikely and unexpected ways? What other indicators that God works in the world and in individual lives in these ways? Is Have a chat. All right, I'll just read out the next question. Feel free to carry on with your conversations though. Don't let me interrupt you, but here's the next question in case you need another prompt. Both Micah and the Gospel of Luke suggest that we must be ready for the surprising ways that God's redeeming power breaks through unexpected places. What are some ways that you have been surprised by God? When have you encountered God's mercy in unexpected ways? So, the next question What is your usual response to adolescents, the elderly, the weak, those with limited resources? What does it mean that the world's salvation unfolds through them? The last question is going to be a quiet question. It's a question that you can just consider in your own heart and your own mind. So I'll read it out, and then I'll give you some moments of quiet to consider it. Um, Like I said, in your own heart and in your own mind. God's timing is difficult for both Elizabeth and Mary. Mary. It would have been easier if Elizabeth had given birth to her child at an earlier age. It would have been easier if Mary had conceived her child after her marriage to Joseph. How do these women help you accept the many difficulties that God, that go with God saying yes to God? God's timing is difficult for both Elizabeth and Mary. It would have been easier if Elizabeth had given birth to her child at an earlier age. It would have been easier if Mary had conceived her child after her marriage to Joseph. How do these women help you accept the many difficulties that go with saying yes to God? Now, after listening to God, through reading the text, through conversation, and then through reflection, we're going to do a final thing where we're going to respond to God through prayer, just a one-word prayer. And that'll be before we take communion and before we light our candles of peace Communion is a picture of the place of peace. Jesus' work of reconciliation, bringing us all together in communion with one another. That's what this table symbolizes, peace and reconciliation. And then the candle is a light that represents the peace that Jesus brings. And so before we do those two things, we're going to um, say one word prayer out loud, if you so wish. And after the reading and noticing and reflecting, I just want you to think if there's one word that arises that is reflective of the conversation that you have had or the time that you've had that allows you to be grounded in the peace of Jesus, the peace that Jesus gifts you. And maybe it's not a gift that you need for yourself. Maybe the one word is the gift of peace that you would want for somebody in your life or for somebody who knows in circumstances that needs a particular word or maybe globally the gift that Jesus gives and brings is peace and it may be that that's the word that you need it may be that it's a word someone in your life needs or it may be a word that you see would apply to a global situation and so we will pray those prayers as one word, find that word and then speak it out so that we can have this moment. You've had it in groups and then we'll have a moment where we collectively join together with those prayers, with one voice in one word. We did this as a staff and the words that came up were free and wanted and accepted and held and so we'd love to join the ones that you have. So we'll open it up. You'll say your one word prayers and then I'll close us in prayer and then we'll join by lighting the candles at the table, by taking communion and by singing together. That will be our continuation of worship and a continuation of that invitation for Christ's peace to be present to us. So let's pray. you have that word and you feel brave say it aloud promise open, open. again holy Community. Hope. Presence. Presence. Serenity. Healing. Adopted. Solidarity. Humility Transformative, Transformative. Jesus. Take these words and all of the meaning behind them, the stories, the situations, the people, the person that is here. And may these words translate into gifts of peace that come from your presence. Jesus, thanks for the foretelling of Micah of what kind of ruler you would be. Thanks for the receiving of Elizabeth and Mary and the people to whom you came. Unexpected and surprising and delightful. Help us to anticipate and be hopeful of the kind of peace that you brought to Bethlehem, to be present in Salt Lake City and in our lives this season. Widen our hearts and our minds and our lives to be receivers of the gift of your good presence. Thank you that you care for us, you tend us, you speak to us. Give us awareness of you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.